Welcome to Strong Runner Chick Radio, a leading online community where our goal is to educate, empower, and connect female distance runners across the world. We believe in healthy running, fueling, and embracing our strength as female distance runners inside and out. Through interviews with top professional, collegiate, and master's level runners, leading dietitians, coaches, sports psychologists, and runners of all shapes and sizes, we hope to spread the message that there is no one-size-fits-all approach to distance running. Now, let's get to the show. Hey, Strong Runner Chicks. Welcome to another episode of Strong Runner Chick Radio. It's been a while for Kelsey and I, at least in terms of recording, so we're really excited to get back into it and be interviewing Rachel Reddy today, who is a very special guest. Rachel, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, Rachel, we're super happy to have you, and I think... um, after your after the response we got from your uh, post you were featured on on the Strong Runner Chicks website, we had to have you on. We wanted to talk a little more in depth with you and just kind of get your perspective um, in person, quote unquote, in person um, on all that you've been through. And hopefully, you know, a lot of our listeners can take to heart and um, you know, kind of really maybe. not understand, but get an idea of where you're coming from and relate to it maybe a little bit um, as in the terms of at least one of those injuries that you've had. Um, So thank you for taking the time to be with us. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm excited. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So we will kind of just jump right in to our first question, which is taking you back. How did you get your start in distance running? Um, So I began... Um, running like off-season track in middle school just to stay in shape for soccer because that was my main sport Um, and I actually got pulled up to varsity in like eighth grade so I kind of ended up being a little bit better in it than soccer Um, and I decided my senior year actually um, just to stick to running but I never really ran cross-country in high school I just did track Mm. so yeah. yeah Isn't it funny, Megan, and I think I've said this before on our podcast, but we've had so many people who were soccer players and then transformed into runners. Like, I think, yeah, I would guess like maybe 75% of the people we've interviewed have done that. It's so funny how that works out. Yeah, yeah, it really is. And I think they correlate so well with one another. Mm -hmm. Um, I I can remember back in high school, my distance coach not liking the soccer team, (laughs) because they were taking away our distance runners and vice versa. Mm -hmm. So um, while they did give us a really good distance running team, it also kind of interfered with the season. So (laughs) um, yeah, kind of what, um, Rachel, what drew you to running over soccer, continuing into high school, college? Yeah, um, so my family kind of always played soccer. My brother played in college and my little brother played. So it was kind of what my family did. Um, And when I started running, um, it kind of became my own thing. Um, And I kind of liked that, how I didn't have as much pressure on myself um, as I did with soccer. And then I ended up being decent at it. So it was kind of fun for that too. And um, yeah, I don't know, it was just kind of freeing to do something different because I played travel soccer for 14 or 15 years. Um, So it was exciting to do something different. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, And Kelsey, you were a former soccer player as well. So you can probably relate to that. 
Yeah, definitely. And I think it's funny because we always do what our older siblings do for some whatever reason. So it, it sounds like it was really nice for you to kind of find your own niche, 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 niche. I don't know how to pronounce that. To find your own kind of sport um, aside from what your family was doing. So that's pretty cool. Um, and so, Rachel, you found quite a bit of success in high school to the point of where you were able to attend and got recruited to your dream school, the University of Texas. Um, what was the recruitment process like for you? Um, so I always thought I was going to play soccer in college. Um, so until I think December, my senior year is when I decided I was going to run. Um, and by that point, most people were committed as to where they were going. Um, and so I had run some decent time, so I just went on a whim and emailed um, my two dream schools, which were UNC and Texas. Um, and Texas responded right away and were like, Get, come on a visit this weekend. Um, and so, yeah, it was, it was kind of e like not easy, but a lot easier than it was for soccer. Um, uh -huh. And so I just went out there um, and, yeah, it, I really liked the campus and the team um, and the atmosphere they had. So. Um, I decided like that was where I wanted to be. Yeah. yeah. And what did you major in while you were at Texas? Um, I started off as a biology major um, to be pre-med. Okay. And then kind of in talking about when you were first on the, the visits and talking with probably wanted by a lot of other schools, I can imagine, with your talent level, um, how did you know that Texas was the right school for you? Um, I remember on my way home from the visit telling my mom, uh, I wish I could just wake up and do this day again. And I feel mm -hmm. like that kind of set the tone of this is where I need to be um, for my college experience. Um, I really, really like Austin, the city, and the teammates were awesome. Um, the girls there are a really good group of girls. And um, the distance coach was um super kind and compassionate and you know wanted me to be there and it just kind of felt like home in a way um and so that's pretty much why I made my decision. <laughs> that sounds like all those reasons sound pretty great um and in speaking with your coach we're going to kind of dive in a little deeper here um you had been emailing him prior to going to the University of Texas um, and you mentioned to him about your kind of an eating disorder that you had developed over time um, what was this conversation like for you to have with him? Yeah, um, so I yeah, I think I just emailed him and kind of told him a little bit about, of what was going on, but told him um, he could call me and we could speak more about it. And um, it wasn't too big of an issue, but I wanted to have support set up so that I could continue on the right path when I got to Texas to not have any interferences with um, my academics or athletics when I got there. Um, and he was super understanding and, um, you know, as college coaches, they see that quite often. Um, and so I think he knew exactly how to handle it and set me up with a nutritionist and told me if there was anything else I needed when I got to campus, just to let him know. Um, and so it was actually a lot easier than I really thought it would be. So I'm thankful for that. Mm -hmm. Um, and it seems as though we've found that eating disorders and running is kind of stigmatized. Um, and so I can imagine it was very difficult to gain the confidence to speak with him. Um, 
so what, how did you know, or how do I describe this? Did you, what, did you have any tactics going into the conversation of like, you know, speaking to him or like thought processes that you wanted to speak to him about, um, your eating disorder? Um, yeah, I wanted to be honest, obviously. Mm. Um, but I didn't want him to think that it was some sort of problem that couldn't be handled. Um, because it wasn't. Um, and I just told him that it kind of just started from me wanting to be healthier and I've just gotten really into running and I'm just trying to figure out how to balance the two. And I, I want to be sure that I can do that on my own. Um, and I was really working at it that summer and I just thought that, um, reaching out for help and being honest about it would be the best thing to do. And I think he responded really well to it as well. Um, so that's what I would advise people just, being open and honest about it because people are getting to understand it more and more these days. Um, and they're going to respond usually better than you think. I think that's great advice. And I think that might help a lot of our listeners who might be nervous to speak to their coach. Um, and I also want to really admire your coach because there's, um, I feel like there's another stigma of male coaches, um, out there and not really understanding a female in running. Um, and so I really appreciate your coach for uh, your former coach, I should say for, you know, really being supportive of getting you the help that you need. Um, I, I think that's wonderful. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, then we kind of get to the point of where, um, you ended up deciding to take a leave of absence and went to the victory program. Uh, what was, what were some of your, um, I guess some of the events that kind of led up to that or how you came to that decision and um, how would you describe your time there for anyone that, you know, we have some listeners that might have uh, eating disorders that are considering which program to go to or um, just kind of how a program like the Victory Program could be a helpful resource to go to if needed. Yeah. Um, so originally, um, the administration just kind of told me to go home. Um, and my, my mom actually found this place. Um, and I'm so thankful that she did because it's an awesome research resource. Um, I think especially for athletes because, um, so often I feel like eat, like eating disorder clinics think that the sport is the root of the problem. And sometimes it is, but a lot of times, um, it's not really what drives the disorder. Um, and it's what you're passionate about. And they want you out there just as much as you want to be out there, um, which is really cool to me. Um, and so, yeah, my mom found it. And as hard and as scary as it was, I'm so thankful that I did it because um, I learned how to balance the high level of training um, with proper nutrition. And the people that I met there, like I still keep in touch with all the time. They're running in college again as well. So that's been really cool, too. Mm. That's amazing. Um, and actually, I want to point out that we had another SRC guest who actually went to the Victory Program, uh, Hannah Frazzi. Is that how you yeah. say it, Meg? Yeah, uh -huh. I think she went to the Victory Program. So um, for those of you who are listening who are considering getting help, it sounds like this Victory Program is a, a really great place to be. Um, and in saying that, Rachel, um, what do you think were some of the most valuable things you gained and learned from being a part of the Victory Program? Yeah, I think um, what was really cool is once you get to a stable place, um, they do allow you to get up to your full training. Um, 
with running and weights and cross training and everything. Um, and being able to really realize like how much you actually need to consume um, and balance all of that energy expenditure um, was really important for me. But also realizing that my identity I thought was so much into my sport, whether it was soccer or running and kind of taking a step back and realizing that it's really not as much as um, I thought it was and finding things like about myself that I never really knew before. So kind of, um, yeah, I, I kind of say like refining myself, but maybe that sounds a little cliche. But yeah, in a lot of ways, um, it helped me on a lot of different, um, in a lot of different ways as far as knowing how to feel and also knowing like who I am again. I'm interested. Um, what did you realize about yourself outside of your sport? Like what other areas of redefining yourself have been kind of either magical or something that you didn't realize before? Yeah. Um, well, I realized like a lot of things that kind of were the root problem of my eating disorder, which is, um, which I was able to kind of get a hold on, which was helpful. And, um, you know, you do a lot of other different types of therapy, like music therapy and art therapy and stuff, which sounds silly, but I never knew like how much I love to draw and write and do yoga classes. And uh, it was really fun, like doing things like that, that I would never have the time um, or desire beforehand to do. Um, so things like that were really cool to discover about myself. And do you still incorporate those into your life now? Yeah, definitely. I spend <laughs> about three nights a week drawing and my sketch. Oh, nice. Me and my friends wow. on our day off on Sunday, we go to yoga classes at our rec center. So. Oh, fun. Oh my gosh. I, Megan and I have a mutual connection through yoga as well. We just mm -hmm. love spending time on the mat and practicing. So um, I'm so glad that you're able to still, you know, incorporate those things into your life. Um, yeah. And congrats on um, entering into the victory program. And then also, I don't know if Um, rewarding too, I would say. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so upon, uh, so after the victory program, um, I was reading in, in the piece you wrote for our SRC that not so much that you were forced to transfer, but that you transferred, I guess I should say, to the University of Alabama. So what was that like? Really, really, my teammates, and my coaches were really, really supportive, and I didn't want to leave them. Um, and they didn't want me to leave either, but they also understood it was going to be the best thing for me. Um, and I didn't really talk to many people. I actually didn't talk to anyone except Alabama. Um, I think part of me, after my freshman year and everything that happened, just wanted to go home. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's about, it's about an hour away from where I live. Um, and I just reached out to the coach and told him everything I've been through. And I'm sure he had a little bit of skepticism towards it, but um, he was willing to give me a shot. And so I came up here one day and met with him and looked around the campus and just decided to go for it. So and my parents were on board too. So it was kind of not a rash decision, but it was kind of had had to be done quickly because it was like August 1st at this point. Um, but I think I made a good decision and I am a big believer that everything happens for a reason. So I'm thankful for the experiences that I've had here. And are you still studying the same major? 
Uh, no, I'm actually studying nutrition and psychology now. So. Oh, oh that's what I studied. Oh, <laughs> yeah, both of those two. So that's a great combination. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And that's, go ahead, Meg. Sorry. Oh, I was just going to ask, what has been kind of your favorite aspect of studying those two in particular? Um, well, I really think it'd be cool to do sports nutrition tied in with sports psychology, um, which it's kind of funny. Like I said, I feel like everything happens for a reason. If my eating disorder wasn't a big factor in my life, I probably wouldn't have chosen this major. Um, and so I think I have a good understanding of how those two coincide with one another. Um, so yeah, I think, I think learning about how kind of the sports side of things relates to this too has been really interesting to me. Yeah. Um, we had um, one of our uh, SRC uh, community members or contributors or um, girls, or I don't know what you want to call her. Um, Maggie Head is studying um, psychology up in Canada, and she's doing her focus on um, eating disorders and psychology. Um, so if you want to be connected with her, you guys, I feel like you guys might have a lot to chat about, and we can throw that out to you. That's awesome. Thank you. Sure. And um, where do you see yourself going maybe with this future? I know you said um, like sports um, psychology and sports nutrition. Do you want to work in a place like the Victory Center or maybe own your own practice? Um, I'm not really sure. <laughs> That's okay. In grad school. Um, I also volunteer at a camp called Camp Smile and Mile that's for kids with cancer. And so I also really like the clinical side of things. Mm -hmm. So I'm kind of debating between those two. Um, but probably not either in a hospital setting or maybe at a university. Um, mm -hmm. so. Yeah. Well, both are really exciting. And we, um, we have a program up in the East Coast. I, I'm acting as if I'm still living there. There's a program up in the East Coast that's very similar to that called Camp Sunshine. And um, I had volunteered a few summers there. And it's so, so magical, the, the people that come. And, you know, I can see how that must be a happy place for you. Definitely. Yeah, I cannot wait to do it again this summer. So. Oh, my gosh. And how long are you there for? Um. I only did it for one session this past okay. year, but I'm going to try to do three this summer. Oh, great. Wow. That's really great. Um, so throughout your college, we're going to kind of switch gears here. Um, throughout your collegiate career, you suffered um, an incredible amount of injuries. I think probably the most that I've ever heard of, and I've not been part of the collegiate running like um, a field, I guess you could say. So um, you suffered not only a hamstring tear, but mono, you had mono, which was an illness, um, a sacral stress reaction and a, oh gosh, I, I sacral, sacral. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and um, clearly not. It's like, a good thing a you don't know what that person. is, Kelsey, though. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why I know. You're injured. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then I don't know how to say this crest avulsion fractures. I, I lack. Iliac. Iliac. Okay. Um, ITBN syndrome, and you're currently um, have an Achilles tear and just had surgery about three weeks ago, was it, or a little more than that now? Uh, it's five now, but yes. Five. Okay. Five now. Um, so I guess I don't even know how to start this. How, how, what was this like emotionally and physically for you? Yeah, it was um, <laughs> really challenging. Um, it's not that bad at the start because everyone faces setbacks, but you never think you're going to have 
long chain of events happen. Um, and it's quite hard. I mean, last year was when I had um, my back and hip and knee um, all bother me. So last year was a really hard year. Um, I was not depressed, but just kind of in a bad mood a lot of the time because running is kind of my outlet. Um, and I, you know, you just be kind of, I was kind of away from the team and not really part of it. I was just so far removed because my job was just to bike and swim and do my rehab and never really get to see them. Um, so that's hard too, because that's kind of who you surround your friends and who you surround yourself with so much of the time when you are running. Um, but then once you get back to running and everything, it's great. Um, so once I was running again this summer, it was awesome and kind of my joy and everything came back. Um, and with my Achilles injury now, it's just been, it's probably been the worst just because it required surgery and everything, but it's also been the most eye-opening because I've kind of realized that, yeah, I've been through a lot, but the more I have a bad attitude, the worse it's going to be. So just trying to be as positive as I can and know that other people have it like a lot worse and it could be that bad. So just trying to be positive and appreciate like what I can do each and every day has been helpful. Mm. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so during all these injuries, what were some of the things that kind of kept you going? Um, I know you said maintaining a positive attitude, but was there anything else that kind of just, you know, you wake up in the morning, you're like, okay, you know, I got to keep going. I got to keep pushing. Like, what were the th some of maybe your motivating factors is a good way to put it. Yeah. Um, I always have like sticky notes on my mirror just to remind me, like, remember who you are and stuff like that to keep me going because running like is in my everything as I learned. Um, and so, yeah, just kind of leaning on people too, who would build me up and my parents were super helpful and just like, um, being there for me and it's also nice that I'm not too far away from home so I can go home or could go home still can um, and see them whenever like I needed to kind of like pick my spirits back up so so yeah that was helpful mm -hmm. are there any pieces of advice that you would give to um, runners going through something similar or just going through a hard time yeah I would say um just to keep the faith because um, there's always another side and you're going to get there as long as you don't give up um, because as hard as things are, like just if you kind of are down and blue, it's only going to make it worse. Um, and if, if you're positive, the people around you are going to be positive and they're going to be inspired by you. And um, yeah, I just think that the, more that you keep pushing on, the better it's going to be when you do overcome it. Um, because if you just kind of slack off and just wait till it comes, it will eventually, but you might not be like prepared for it as you would be if you had been positive, like the whole way through. And that kind of leads into our next question or mentioning the quote that you had in the piece that you wrote for strong runner chicks, may the comeback be greater than the setback. Um, what do you envision for your comeback? Um, well, of course I'd love to run the times that I have before and PR. Um, but I know like right now that's definitely out of the question. Um, and I'm probably very far off, but 
Um, I just hope someday down the road, like I'll be able to attain the goals that I set as a freshman. That may not be now and it might not be five years from now, but I just hope that someday I will. Um, but if I don't, I know that like I've, I never gave up, which I feel like is an accomplishment in and of itself. And just that um, I'll have confidence in my own skin and just be proud of the journey that I had because um, it's not been easy, but I, you know, I plan to see the other side of it. So, and um, do you, I, I, if you are willing to share, what were some of those goals your freshman year? Um, I really hope to make it to nationals um, in cross country and outdoor track. So those are always big goals for most runners. Um, mm -hmm. And just to lead the team um, and just be a leader for the other girls because. I feel like I have been in some ways, but I also haven't been at practice a whole lot of my time here. So um, whether that's in my career later on or something, just trying to be a good influence on people and a leader. Um, those are my two main goals. I had time goals and stuff like that, but I'm trying not to like focus on that yeah. at the moment. Yeah, I think those are great goals. I think especially the second one being a leader. I mean, I would say even the article that you wrote for SRC and just putting your voice out there, that's being a leader, that's empowering others and showing others that, you know, it's not always rainbows and sunshine, you know, sometimes you have to work and, you know, work hard to get back to where you were or just work hard to keep that positive mentality. So um, whether you know it or not, Miss Rachel, you are continuing to be a leader, even if it's not in the way you intended it to be. Thank you. Mm -hmm. um, so we have three final questions um, that we ask all of our guests. Um, the first one is, what is currently making you thrive? Uh, currently, um, it's actually, it's a, not a great thing, but one of my roommates is actually in rehab with me as well. She had a plantar arthritis problem. Um, mm -hmm. So we just kind of go in there with each other and we, kind of compete with each other in a fun way like we're yeah. we're always kind of giving each other a hard time about who won the marble pickup challenge and stuff like that um so we're just trying to make it as fun as we can um and also I've been doing a lot of swimming and aqua jogging and mm -hmm. it's actually funny today um the swim team coach came up to me and asked if I had background in swimming oh. and I, oh. I swam since I was like 12 but yeah <laughs> tryouts in July if you're interested and it kind of gave me confidence because I think like I look like I'm drowning out there so <laughs> stuff like that just giving it all I can um and what I can do has just made me find happiness and keep on going even though it's not the best situation mm -hmm. and when you're doing rehab with your roommate what does that look like for the two of you I imagine like not only like pushing yourselves really hard but also like giggling or like playing some music or something along those lines yeah, it's fun. Um, there's a few other people in there and they kind of like laugh at us because we're like timing ourselves. As we <laughs> and we're like, I went up and wait today and stuff like that um, on like the leg press machine. So mm -hmm. it's fun. It's a good time. So um, as much as we'd rather be out there running on the trails with our teammates, we're making the most of it. So that's good. Yeah. Oh, sounds like fun. Well, as much fun as it can be. Right. <laughs> Um, so what advice, Rachel, would you give to your younger self? Hmm. Um, I think 
I would have told myself, um, maybe when I was making the decision to run, um, to, I guess, not set any pressure on myself um, starting out because I didn't in some ways, but I did because I think that's what led to my eating disorder, which led to me having to transfer and all these sorts of things. And I think that, um, you know, if you just have fun with it and obviously when you get to college, it's going to be the added pressure no matter what, but just trying to take off that extra stress as much as you can, because as long as you enjoy something, you're never going to want to quit it. Um, and I think that I've kind of realized that, um, like I really like having, to be out for so long and have all these things happen like has really made me see how much I do enjoy it. Um, I just want to go out there and be on a run and not have any pressure at all. So just to know that like you are good enough for whatever, whatever times you run. And even if you don't run, um, just keep on keeping on and like sticking to the fight. Cause like, it's going to be worth it. So. Mm. Great advice. I think a lot of our listeners can take that to heart. Yeah, Megan and I certainly did. So <laughs> thank you. Um, so Rachel, last but not least, what does being a strong runner chick mean to you? Um, so I think it just a strong runner chick mean being a strong runner chick means just being brave. Um, like whether it's on the track or sharing something close to your heart. I think that um, it's just being vulnerable and knowing that by you reaching out, you're reaching out to a community that um, can really relate to it and are really thankful for your contribution because not only is it helping yourself, but it's helping the community and the rest of the girls listening um, or reading or um, following along. And so I think that just being brave and continuing to fight for whatever you believe in and what you think is right is kind of what defines a strong runner trick in my opinion. I love that word brave. Yeah. We, I don't think we've heard that bravery. yet. Have we Meg? Well, not other than uh, chasing bravery. Oh, this is true. Podcast. Yeah. It actually yeah. makes me think a lot of Alexi Pappas um, and, and, oh, yeah. and her whole idea of being a bravey. So um, we have to have her on the podcast. I think, I think oh, that would yeah. be fun. Yeah. Yeah. And last but not least, um, we do have one more question just for any listeners that feel called to want to connect with you. What's the best way to do so? Yeah. Um, I'm on Instagram. Um, it's just at Rachel Reddy. So that's pretty easy. Um, and I also have a Twitter. I don't get on too often, but it's fun. And it's um, Ready, Set, Go, spelled like my last name. So those are two easy oh. ways to get in touch with me. And I'm always willing to talk on the phone or message or whatever um, anyone would want to do. So. I love that Twitter name. Yeah. That's so clever. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, Rachel, um, it was great getting a chance to talk with you and learn more about your story. And I know that um, a lot of our strong runner tricks were very inspired by reading um, through your bravery, just your sheer bravery of sharing the story. And then the words that you had written were very powerful. Thank you. I'm really thankful um, for you all helping me share my story. And I'm super um excited and appreciative to be part of the Strong Runner Chick 
Thank you. Oh my gosh, absolutely. And Rachel, we are wishing you the absolute best on your recovery and your comeback. Um, we're excited for you for whatever that looks like. Um, and please let us know if there's anything we can do to help you out. Okay, I will. Thank you so much. <laughs> you are so welcome, Rachel. Have a great night. You yeah. too. All right. Thanks again, Strong Runner Chicks that tuned into this episode. We hope you have a wonderful evening, afternoon, morning, whatever it is, <laughs> whatever time of day you're listening, hopefully in the morning, as soon as we release this episode. So thank you. Thanks for listening to the Strong Runner Chicks radio. Do us a favor and leave a review in iTunes to help spread awareness and foster the SRC community. Additionally, make sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at Strong Run Chicks.